Welcome, 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 welcome to Harbinger of Death. Harbinger of Death. Sit back, relax, unwind, and don't forget to turn your volume up to the max. Chapter 5 Lady in the Water The day was more normal that Nicholas even forgot about what he had seen in the woods and the dream he had in class. Libby was funnier and more vibrantly expressive during lunch. I mean, seriously, Mr. Atkins is insane, I tell you. Libby finished the story they were just talking about. Nick, Libby, and Theo always sat together. Stephen, the quarterback, passed by their table with his friends, also teammates, glanced, smiled, and looked away. Steve is so hot, I swear he literally checked me out. Libby was excited as she said that. Nicholas couldn't hold it in. He spray spit the milk he was just drinking to laugh. What's his deal? Libby asked Theo. Theo gave Nick the subtly angry glance while Nick cackled away. After break, it was English lit. Nicholas had too much to eat. And that would just lead him straight to sleep. He can't sleep yet. Not in the class, at least. But he couldn't help it. He was extremely exhausted. It felt like his whole body was collapsing in on himself. His breathing more difficult than before. Luckily, his seat is at the back, opposite to Spencer's desk, the coach's son. And Aaron right in front of the chattering boy. They were so close to each other. Sniggering and making funny noises during classes. The room felt hotter and hotter. Until it didn't. At least, not for Nicholas. But he was so confused. It's a summer day. It's normal that it's hot. Except the temperature was now chilled. The skies were dark. Nighttime and there seemed to be a distinct background ocean noise. Nothing felt natural here in this place. Where was he? And why was it this cold? Why is he walking barefooted and how did he get here? He took a second to look at the green shrubs surrounding his view, and he took a look at the coarse sand that looked familiar. It hurt his feet only mildly. The night was full of cold air and a mere chilling breeze. He couldn't tolerate the temperature. He paced leery as he ignored the sting of the rocks crackling beneath his feet. He walked to the direction of the sound of the flowing water, which was getting louder. 
He then stopped to listen to the faint sound coming from the direction of the streaming river. Help me. Help me. The woman's voice that he had heard earlier on, again still sounding like he doesn't need real help. Nicholas, ever so curious, ran toward the voice beyond the bushes. He saw a woman with long black hair in the lake, but the woman wasn't looking in his direction, meaning he can only see the woman's back. The water from the lake sat perfectly still. No water streaming sounds whatsoever. So still that Nicholas could see the moon's reflection without the undulation of the water. Help, Help me. me. Help, Help me. me. She said again, devious and ever so chilling and yet never moving a muscle or looking back. Nicholas had lost his voice from the dry throat he now experienced. His feet still carried him from the pebbles and tiny rocks of gravel on the lake's shore he was stepping on, carrying him to the water. The woman never moved, not one bit. Nicholas took a step closer towards her, towards the water. His foot touched the water, and it was even cooler than it should be, like it never experienced sunlight during the day. Lakes completely submerged in the lake. Just when that happened, the water turned blood red. The entire lake was blood. Help me. Help me. The voice came from the woman who clearly wasn't drowning or needed any help. He tried reversing and going back to the shore, but he couldn't move. The legs locked in firmly by the strong magnetic current underneath the water, pulling him only forward towards the woman. This was a nightmare. He couldn't stop walking, and as he got closer, his whole body was getting deeper under the bloody water, leaving only the head outside of the water, only a foot away from the woman who had never once turned her head. Nicholas surprised. She finally started to turn her head, slowly facing his direction, and what his eyes saw terrified him. She opened her mouth as wide as the size of Nicholas's head, razor-sharp teeth, more than 32 of them, maybe triple the number. Cold blue eyes, mouth gaping and a horrible stench coming out of it. It smelled like something was rotten. Nicholas was so shocked and the only reaction he could provide is gasping in horror. And this seemed to be what the woman wanted. The woman creature for him to get scared enough to open his mouth, tentacles came out of the water and held his mouth open. She got closer to his wide open mouth, as though she was going to kiss him, when she started making disgusting sounds, wrenching her mouth open to upchuck something into his mouth. It tasted like rancid meat. It was, in fact, human bits and body parts that she must have eaten. Nicholas tried kicking and screaming, but it was futile. 
current held him down and the woman was force feeding him human remnants till he felt pain in his stomach. Vomiting every last bit she could inside Nick's mouth. He couldn't do anything about it. All he could do was wait for the thing to finish throwing up in his mouth. He could taste every bit of it. When she was done, she let go and Nick started sinking downwards. Limbs petrified. He was too heavy to stay afloat and could barely breathe. No room inside his body for air. He was at the brink of death, lungs filling up with water but he was still conscious, miraculously. But then, since his eyes were stale open with horror, he never closed them since, and couldn't. He was in fact immobile. He thought the worst was over when he saw more than a dozen of those creatures underwater through the haze of the bloody water, wide-toothed and ready to devour. They were smaller than the woman. They charged to nibble on Nick. He couldn't scream, couldn't struggle. As the creatures destroyed his body, the creatures ate him whole. Nicholas woke up from his desk and started to choke, realizing he was only in a dream, or rather, a nightmare. But when he was choking, he coughed up water from his mouth. He wasn't choking, he was drowning in a room filled with air. Water from his mouth to the desk. It went on for a couple of seconds, drawing the attention of a number of students in the English-lit classroom. It finally stopped. He ran out of the class, ignoring the teacher to the bathroom to check what's wrong with him. How did he cough out water from a dream? How was that even remotely possible? Dude, are you okay? Miss Smith asked me to check up on you. Theo was cut off by Nicholas, who's jumpier and more alert. I'm, I'm okay. Mind, mind telling me what happened? He asked, having no clue how he choked on water that wasn't even there. You choked so much on water. You were drinking it in class, Theo said. I, I had a water bottle with me? Nick questioned. Yeah, man. How else would you have choked on water? Theo said. Let's go back to class, you seem fine enough. And sure enough, there was a water bottle. But it was sealed shut. He kept this to himself. As the afternoon sun shone dimly and weakly, it was finally after school. At the parking lot, Nicholas, still shaken and quiet. So, did you bring the snacks? Libby asked Theo. Yeah, all packed. Hey, people of all zodiac signs, thank you for listening to my podcast. The Harbinger of Death was written by me, Bulalo M. If you love HOD, the best thing you can do is share it with your friends and family. And if you're a golden listener, 
please leave me a glowing review on your favorite podcast platform. Until then, you'll hear from me on the next episode. Thank you for listening.